This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. victory. He wants us to be overcomers. He wants us to expect the thing that's coming next in the kingdom of God. I'm telling you what, I'm not just waiting for this, uh, this COVID-19 thing and all that to get past me. I'm telling you, God's got a plan right now. He's got something He wants to do right now. God's not waiting on, on the devil to finish whatever he's doing before he does what he does. Amen. Don't put God's plan on hold in your life. Don't put God's plan on hold in your life. God's always moving. God's always working. God always is looking ahead for His plan and His purpose for your life. So don't put God's plan on hold. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Don't say one day or someday, but today. You know what the Holy Ghost is saying? Today. Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day. Not someday. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well... Got your Bibles turned to Isaiah 58. We're going to read our text there. The fast that God has chosen. Chosen. Boy, I like, don't you like that word? Chosen. God has chosen. Chosen. He's chosen you and I for such a time as this. You know, it's no accident that you are living in this generation. God has a purpose and a plan for you being here. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't accidental. God doesn't have any accidents. He only got plans. <laughs> Amen. He's only got purposes. He doesn't have any accidents. And so we're here for such a time as this. So you know what? Don't be intimidated by the devil. Don't be intimidated by man. Don't be intimidated by what's going on in the circumstances around us. God wants you to be bold. He wants us to be courageous. Amen? Absolutely. Isaiah 58 verse 6. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice. Undo the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. This is what God's called us to, Passion Church. He didn't call us just to come in and, you know, and have a nice service. He called us, what, to to loose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. To share our food with the hungry. Provide the poor wanderer with shelter. When you see the naked, to clothe them. He said, not turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. We're going to be looking at the blessings of the fast today. Your healing will quickly appear. Your righteousness will go before you. And the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. 
Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. Here I am. Here I am. Woo. I'm glad I am is here. The great I am. He's here. You say, what does I am mean? Well, I am means whatever you need. I am peace. I am joy. I am freedom. I am favor. I am blessing. I am protection. I am. Fill in the blank. He's the I am. The great I am. Amen. We're talking about the blessing of the fast. For those who honor God with the fast, he said there are blessings. There are blessings that he has guaranteed. And we're going to be looking at some of the main ones today here in Isaiah 58. The first one there, he said, I love this one. He said, your light will break up. He said, your, my light will break upon you. Your light, let's look down there in verse uh, 8. He said, your light will break forth like the dawn. Wow. You ever needed light? In your life, you know, light stands for wisdom, insight, understanding, direction, the guidance of the Spirit of God. God wants to guide us. He wants light to be on our path. He doesn't want us bewildered. He doesn't want us going around wondering what God wants, wondering what the will of God is, wondering what I should do. You know, that's what the children of Israel did for 40 years. They wondered. Therefore, they wandered. <laughs> but see, when we know what God's plan is, and He said, this is part of the blessing of the fast. He said, light's going to break on your way. You're going to gain wisdom, insight. Maybe there, there's something that you're praying about, whether it's direction or, or whether it's a change of direction. Or maybe you, you need insight about how to minister or pray for a loved one or someone you know. God can give you light. And He says, I promise you, He said, if you will conduct yourself in the fast that I've chosen. He said, here's one of the blessings. Light's going to shine on your way. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, isn't it always good when you know what you should do and when you should do it? Boy, there's a great, great liberty in that. There's a great uh, peace in that, isn't it? But, you know, when you're not sure... When you, you know, you're at that state, if you stay there very long, you, you start to second-guess almost everything. Well, I, you know, you know, and of course, we know what James said, the double-minded man never gets anywhere. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. He's not going to receive anything from the Lord. You're not going to get anywhere. You know, if, you, if you, you vacillate. But he says, when you draw out your soul on behalf of the hungry, the, the, the bruised, the broken, the oppressed. You draw out yourself in the fast and in prayer. He said, here's a guarantee. Light's going to shine on your way. Light's going to shine on your way. Wisdom's going to enter your heart. Direction and guidance from the Holy Spirit is going to come to your life. Amen? Absolutely. Look in Psalms 18. God is light, isn't He? That's what the Scripture says. God is light. Jesus said I, about himself, he said, I'm the light of the world. He even said about his followers, his believers, he said, you're the light of the world. So it's not good if the light is, 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 in us is dark. 
if I don't have any light, I don't know where I'm going. If I don't know where I'm going, what did Jesus say? If the blind are leading the blind, it's not a good result, is it? 18 verse 28, he said, You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Now, you know, you know your Bible. You remember over there in Genesis 1, in the, <clears throat> in the face of chaos, in the face of darkness, uh, the, I mean, there was, I mean, it was chaotic, it was dark, it was upheaval, and in the midst of that, God said, light be. So no matter what it may seem like, maybe your situation, your life, it seems chaotic, it seems like everything is upside down, topsy-turvy, things are not right. I got news for you. God wants to speak light into your life. Light into your life, too. Absolutely. The plans and purposes of God, they will come forth, sweetie. Don't you doubt it. Don't you doubt it. God hears the cry of your heart, and light will enter your way. Amen. And that's true for all of us, isn't it? Every one of us. God, listen, man, I'm telling you, I've been in places where I thought, man, I don't don't know what to do. You know, and in the middle of that, listen, sometimes we think, well, if I just, you know, I get a few things straightened out, then, you know, the light will shine in. No. God wants to speak the light there even in the midst of your darkness, even in the midst of your chaos, even in the midst of your questioning and not sure and uncertainty. That's where you need the light. Man, I tell you where I need the light at my house is when I go, I'm about to go into a dark room. That's when I need the light. I don't need the light in the middle of the day. I, I mean, I, you know, I want the light then too, but I especially need the light when it's dark. Isn't that true? And he said, God will turn my darkness Listen, somebody, you need to grab a hold of this. God will turn your darkness into light. The fast He has chosen. Amen? Direction and insight. And then secondly, He said, your healing will appear quickly. Woo! Boy, I like that, don't you? Your healing will appear quickly. Now, we know this. The principle in the Scriptures is, is that faith works by love, doesn't it? As we are drawing on ourselves in the fast that God has chosen, as we are giving ourselves, our prayers, our substance, we're giving for others so that what? So that they can be set free, so that they can hear the gospel, so that light can shine in their way. You know what? As we do that, the law of the kingdom goes into motion, doesn't it? The law of sowing and reaping. You can't get around it. The Bible says in Galatians 6, God will never be mocked when it comes to sowing and reaping. You can, you, you're never going to get around it. You're not going to fool God. Hey, I put one over on God. <laughs> he said, ain't no way. If you sow, you're going to reap. Isn't that right? So when you draw out your soul in the fast that God has chosen, he said, when you do that to see the oppressed set free, the yoke and the burden broken off of them, faith uh, works by love. He said, there's going to be a reciprocal come. And you know what? Healing's going to break forth in your life. Healing's going to come to your house. You know, the principle is what we make happen for others, law of sowing and reaping, what God makes happen for us. Isn't that true? It is. Uh, Look in, uh, you know the story, but let's look over there and read it anyway. In Job 42. Verse 
Job, you know the story of Job over there. Everybody, most everybody does. You know, Job lost everything. His, his kids, his property, his cattle, his donkeys, his camels, everything. I mean, everything. Say everything. everything. Now, I mean, he was in a not a good place. And then he had three people from church <laughs> come to encourage him. <laughs> you ever had some of those encouragers? They came to give him some comfort. Well, Job, I know this, man. You must have done something really bad for all this to happen. You ain't ever heard that one, have you? That's as old as Job. <laughs> you know, so they'd all come there. And so we pick it up in this last chapter. God, you know, and God reprimanded those three men. And he, said, he, said, he said, you better get Job to pray for you. I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you better get Job to pray for you. Verse 10, after Job had prayed for his friends. So everybody say after. after. Not before, after. After Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. You want your fortune restored? You want something restored in health in your body? Finances in your life? a relationship here, you want something restored to you, it will happen after, not before. After, not before. After he had prayed for others. When you draw out your soul in the fast that God has chosen, he said, when you do that, he said, you're healing. It, it, it's on the way. I mean, it's like, to me, it's kind of like this. You know, when we pray, you know, and, and believe in God for healing, it's like, you know, okay, that's normal mail delivery. But here he's talking about express overnight delivery. He says your your he said your healing will come forth quickly, speedily. Boy, I like I like healing, you know, in, in any way. I like I mean healing's always good when it comes, but when it comes speedily, that's even better, isn't it? It is. So as we pray for others, you know what? We are the beneficiary ourselves. You know, I know this. You know, we're all human. Man, we, we face problems. We, you know, all kinds of problems, health problems, financial problems, family problems. You know, if you don't have any problems, then you've got a problem with lying. <laughs> we, we all got problems. That don't, isn't that true? So, you know, that, that, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, something's wrong with you. That means you're a human being and you're living in this world, you know, where the God of this world is still at work. Isn't that right? You know, so, so we're living in it. So everybody's got problems, you know. But, you know, we want, we want to see deliverance on people, don't we? God wants deliverance. But sometimes when we get, we get so involved with our own stuff, I can't see past my stuff. Come on, I've been there, have you? I mean, when the pressure's on, man, you like, let's start bailing or something. You know, plug the hole or bail the water or do both or do something. I mean, that's your first thought. You know, but how about this? What if we find someone else in need and we do what we can do to help meet that need? 
That's what we're really talking about all this month. This is our, our faith uh, missions, faith promise month. You know, what we're talking about is we're going to draw out of ourselves, of our, our finances, of our resources. We gave our life, a portion of our life for that. Amen. I know nobody in here stole it. Y'all aren't, honestly. So you gave part of your life for that. We're drawing out our soul for people. But, you know, even here, or it, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, our Faith Promise Month. Anytime that you see somebody in need like that, if you will first, what? Draw yourself out to meet them. Remember when the prophet went to the widow during the famine? I mean, here's a poor old widow woman with her son. And they're, they're just about starving anyway. Got just enough for one meal left. And that dadgum of prophet, excuse me for cussing, know what he did? Yeah, you know what that preacher did? Hell yeah. He said, first, give me some. I knew it. I knew it. That's what they always do. <laughs> But see, he knew what, if he could get her to get away from her own need and begin to reach out and to sow something away from her, that was going to be the way that God was going to provide for her and her son for a whole year. You'd rather have one meal or a year's worth of meals. You'd rather have what you got in your hand or what God got in His hand. So as we pray for others, our lives find healing as well. Amen. And then he said, "The glory, God's glory will be your rear guard. Now this word glory there, it means weighty, it means honor, it means promotion, and it means rich. Now I don't see anything in there that looks bad to me. Weighty, honor, promotion, and rich. Amen. You know, uh, God said His glory is going to be your rear guard. That's what's going to surround you is His glory. You ever seen some of the uh, paintings from the, especially from the Renaissance area, some of the classic paintings, you know, and they're, they're, they're painting the saints or they've got a, a painting of Jesus or Mary and they always show like the halo or something around. You know, what they're trying to depict there is the glory of God. That's the glory that, that, that was on them. But you know what? There's a glory that can be around us too. He said, when you draw out your soul on behalf of others, he said, my glory is going to surround you. It's going to be a weighty thing. You're going to know it. There's going to be honor that's attached to it. There's going to be promotion that's attached to it. There's going to be blessing that's attached to it. You know, God spoke to Israel. He said, you know, when you were in Egypt, he said, you had to water your crops with your foot. You know, they, they, the Egyptians, very clever people, and they, they had built, you know, uh, uh, an irrigation system from the Nile, you know, out to their crops. And they, they had like some kind of a, a treadmill device where somebody walked on it and it kept the water going. Well, guess who got to walk on it all day? <laughs> the Israelites, exactly right. God said, but the land you're going into, he said, it's a, it's a land that is blessed by heaven. 
He said, the, the rain of heaven, it's got the favor of God on it. It's got the blessing of God on it. He said, you're not going to have to do it by your foot anymore. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, the favor of the Lord resting upon His people. And he said, this is part of the blessing of the fast. Listen, <clears throat> let's look over there in Isaiah 60. We've, we've read this before too, but it's so good, I want to read it again. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise and shine, for your light has come, Passion Church. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Amen. See, darkness covers the earth. Boy, that's the truth. And thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you. Why are you all downcast and long-faced and everything? Well, if things is really bad, Pastor Norris, don't you know that? Well, not where I'm looking. Where I'm looking, everything's great. Where I'm looking, everything's wonderful. Where I'm looking, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Where I'm looking, He has all authority and power. Where I'm looking, the devil's under His foot. Where are you looking? Well, you know what they're doing up there at the White House. Well, that's your problem. You know more about what's going on at the White House than you do in God's house. You need to get in the throne room. Why do you want to go to the Oval Office when you can get in the throne room? Amen? That's where it's happening. The Lord rises upon you and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Listen, God's glory upon His people has an attracting power. You know, people, wherever Jesus went, people were drawn to Him, weren't they? I mean, I, I can, can you imagine, I mean, you know, 2,000 years ago, man, they, they didn't have, you know, especially in Israel, they didn't have too many paved roads. And I can imagine Jesus coming with about 5,000 people with him. I imagine you get kicked up a cloud of dust there. <laughs> I imagine you could say, hey, that must be Jesus coming. But he had an attracting power about him, didn't he? I mean, man, people were drawn to him. People knew somehow, if I can get to Jesus, like the, the, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, if I can just, boy, I, I don't even have to, I can just touch his clothes. If I can just get in proximity. If I can just get, some, get in the same room with him. But, you know, he's living in us. His glory is upon us to be our rear guard to surround us. Church, the glory of the Lord has an attracting power. It will attract people. To Jesus in you. That's when it becomes real easy to be a witness. Amen. Somebody comes up to you and says, I, I don't know what it is, but something about you, what's going on? Boy, I'm telling you what, that, you can't, if you, that's a good lead in right there. See, our problem is, 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 is we, we, try to, we try to sow on I-65. That's why we get discouraged. But see, there's an attracting power. Now, listen, everybody, there was a group of people that were, that were not attracted to Jesus, the legalists, the religious, the hypocrites. Amen. They weren't. But, you know, 
what we would call just regular people like us, you know, people who knew they needed God, people that were looking for the answer, they were looking for, for something, you know, that, I listen, the glory of God on you will be attracting. It will be an attracting power. I want, listen, I want Passion Church to be a church that attracts people, the hurting, the broken, the, the, the oppressed, those people that can be set free. I, man, I want them play, this place to be filled with them. Oh, but Pastor, they might smell good. Fish smell sometimes. He said, you're going you're gonna to make you a fisherman, fishers of men. That's our job, clean them up. <laughs> Amen. All right. He says, finally, lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hill. Whoo! I'm telling you, we got some sons and daughters that are, are yet to come. They're coming from afar, and they're coming from near, but they're coming. Amen. So the glory of God, it will be, it's an attracting power. And then finally, he says, your prayers will be answered speedily. Ooh, I like that. Overnight express. Hallelujah. No snail mail. Email. <laughs> Gmail. God mail. <laughs> he, said, You're, he said, when you pray and call, he'll say, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Man, I'm telling you what. If Jesus is in your house, you will not know lack. If Jesus is in your boat, it will not sink. Amen. If Jesus is in your storm, it will not overwhelm you. When the I am is here, you're okay. Amen. I am means I'm okay. I'm better than okay. Amen. But he said... When you pray, see, when we draw out our souls, we're drawing out our souls on behalf of other people. We're, we're, we're sowing away from ourselves. We're, we're seeing those that are, that are oppressed, those that are hungry, those that are, are bound. And we're, we're drawing out ourselves with, with prayer, with, with the anointing on us, with the message God's given us. We're drawing out our souls. We're, we're giving out to them. He said, when you do that, he said, boy, he said, I'm going to tell you what. Just tell me what you want. Just tell me what you want. See, the world, at least the religious world, has painted us this idea that God is stingy. Well, now, you, God don't want you to have all that stuff. Then why did he put it here? Don't you dare look at them pretty flowers when you go out then. Stop listening to them songbirds. Don't you be enjoying that sunset. Why did God put it all here? He didn't want anybody to see it, nobody to enjoy. I mean, think about all the colors, the hues of color that God's put on, on this planet, all the creatures He's put here, all the things He's put here. He's given us a, a God-like capacity to, to, to see them, to enjoy them, to appreciate them, and to give glory and thanks to God for them. But He don't want you to have none of them. Isn't that the silliest thing you ever heard of? So he says, tell me what you want. He said, he said, when you call to me, he said, I'm going to say, he said, he said, I'm here I am. 
Here I am. Here I am. What do you need? Here I am. You know, I remember uh, years ago, oh boy, 30 years ago now. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm getting older. <clears throat> but when Cindy and I were in Argentina, you know, we, we saw this phenomenon. You know, we were there back in 80, 89 and 90. That's 30 years ago, wasn't it? <clears throat> That's, we were there. But, you know, one, what we noticed was that, that there was an open heaven at that time in Argentina. I mean, I, you, you could go out and you could have read the baguettes and seen miracles. I'm serious. It, it was, I mean... I don't care what, you pick a text anywhere. Just the most random, crazy, I mean, God was moving. I mean, and I mean across the board. It didn't matter what the name was on the outside. God was, he was, people were, harvest, great harvests were coming in. Every church was bursting. There were miracles everywhere. I mean, just, I mean, we, I mean, we were working with Brother Cabrera, he had a church of 100,000. Don't tell me God won't move in. It was, I mean, it was, it, it was, you know, like the old expression, like easy as slipping off a log. I mean, it, it was just an open heaven there. And you know why? Because years before, there was a move of prayer. And they were drawing out their souls on behalf of the people of that nation. They were drawing out their souls. They were praying. They were fasting. They, they were, I mean, they were having all-night prayers. You know, speaking of that, tomorrow night we're going to have prayer here. <laughs> but, you know, listen, when they had a prayer meeting, it wasn't like here. Sunday morning you have this crowd prayer meeting, you got, you know, ten people. There, I'm telling you what. They had all night prayer meeting. I mean, you better get there early. You're going to be standing up. God was moving. This is what I'm talking about, an open heaven. God says, when you do this, He said, there's going to be an open heaven over you. And when you cry, He said, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there to save. I'm there to heal. I'm there to provide. I'm there to deliver. I'm there to encourage. I'm there to give you the breakthrough. Whatever it is that you need. We're talking about the blessings of the fast that God has chosen. Amen. And listen, we know this. When heaven, listen, when heaven is opened over us, nothing will be impossible to us. Nothing. Nothing. I said nothing. Some people, you know, I know some Christians, they're just sure that, you know, that there's no way this nation can change. You know. Of course, it's funny, you know, it was a different part of the church, you know, two years ago that thought it could never change. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm getting at. Well, I'm this and I'm that. You know, this one's in, then, you know, it's bad. That one's in, it's better. This one's in, that's bad. I'm going to tell you, forget all that stuff. 
We need an open heaven over our nation. That's what we need. Do you know that God can save a Republican or a Democrat? <laughs> Dog, go on, talk about miracles. Well, he can. <laughs> See, I say that for people who are, you know, for those who are thinking naturally. If we can get this in, it'll solve it. No, it won't. No, <laughs> we need an open heaven. That'll solve it. Whoever's in. Amen. Well, today, as we finish up on our series about chosen, the fast that God has chosen, you know, we're going to conclude today, and I hope when you came in, you got one of these, a faith promise card. And this, of course, those of you who, who are here, of course, you're visiting here, you can just kind of pray in the Spirit over there or something while I'm talking about this. But uh, for, our, for the home family here, you know, we do this every year. We're renewing it in February. That is our, our faith promise. And all this is is we're just saying, that, you know, we've been asking you to pray. And whatever God puts on your heart, you know, to provide, He says He provides seed to the sower. This is what we're asking, for you to just be believing God, for whatever He's put on your heart, and when He provides that, that you will be faithful to give it. If He put on your heart five extra dollars He's going to provide for you, then you, you know, fill out your car and put that in there. You're believing God for that. If it's $50 or whatever it might be, this is what I'm believing God for. This is what I, I, I you know, and, and here's the thing, you know, don't, don't put on there five million I mean, I'd be thrilled, but let's be honest, okay? <laughs> you know, God's given to each man and woman a measure of faith. So, you know, <laughs> let's keep it in the realm there. I appreciate, I appreciate your, your desire to see people blessed. But, you know, so, and again, we're not, don't, don't put your, we're not asking you to give you a grocery bill or anything like that. We're asking you to believe for seed, and all of it will go for missions. Last year, our goal was 65000 and we've exceeded that. Every, every penny went to missions. People in Pakistan, churches are being planted. Villages are being reached that never heard the gospel before. In Thailand, in the Philippines, in Uganda, in West Africa, in, in India, in, in South America, in the, the Caribbean, all over, the, all over this world, literally. You know what? Your giving is, is, is a partnership. You're, you are, if you will, this is a fast too. Because you're taking, you know, finances that you probably and might could even use yourself. But you know what, God? I'm not believing for myself right now. This seed is for the kingdom. This seed is for the oppressed. This seed is for the hungry. By the way, we support orphanages and, and things, feeding the hungry, the food bank here, uh, local uh, missions here, and things like that as well. So I want to just ask you, if you will, if you know, go ahead and fill that out. If, if you're still uh, praying about it, then you know you can turn it in next Sunday as well. But as soon as they get turned in, and, of course, we've got some people who watch online, and we'll get that in, and others in, in different ways. And uh, as soon as 
we get the cards in. We'll tally them up. And we'll let you know. And this is all three of our campuses are participating. Here, Ellick City, over in Horn Lake in Mississippi as well. Pastor Guide and Pastor uh, Bruce and Sandy uh, in Alex City. So all of us together, we're going to pool all our resources. We're going to put our faith out there and believe God, you know. And our goal this year is 75000 Amen? Between all three campuses. So you're not responsible for all that. You just do what God says. Amen? Whether it's five or 50 or whatever it might be. Will you do that, please? Amen. <clears throat> so, while you're doing that, <clears throat> I want to share some things about our communion. We're getting ready. We're going to have communion today. And your cards you will just drop as you leave. The ushers will have buckets out there, and you can just drop your card in that if you're filling it out today. Paul writing, and he said this. He said, did, did everybody get, by the way, did anybody not get a communion elements? If you raise your hand, the ushers will bring you a, a, some elements. I don't see any hands, guys. Oh, somebody. Okay, great. Paul says this. He says, it is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks, a participation in the blood of Christ. It is not the bread that we break, a participation in the body of Christ, because there is one loaf. One loaf. Many slices, but one loaf. One loaf. And we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. Amen. He said it's a participation. Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. And the communion is about a participation. We are Christ's body. And yet, we are eating, feeding on His broken body. And the Bible says that by that broken body, healing has been provided. Healing for your emotions, healing for your mind, healing for your body. God's an all-around God. He don't just, He don't band-aid it. He fixes you up. When He fixes you, He fixes you up real good. And He said, as we partake of this bread today, He said, you're really... By your faith, you're participating in the broken body of Jesus. And when you participate in it, it has a result in your life, healing. So if you need healing today, after I pray and we eat, you expect, expect to receive the benefit you need, healing in whatever area of your life it is. Expect to receive it. Don't just go through the motions. Don't be religious in this. If you're going to do that, you'd be better off, Paul said, not to even do it. We need to do it and understand what we're doing. Father, thank you for the broken body of Jesus. Lord, the stripes that were laid on his back, the nails that pierced his hands and his feet, the sword 
in his, the spear in his side, the thorns in his head to bring healing for us. Healing in our minds, healing in our emotions, and healing in our body. We thank you. We remember your broken body, broken and given for us. And right now, we participate in its redemptive power, healing for our lives in Jesus' name. Let's eat together. And he said, the cup, thank you, Lord. Father, we receive the benefit of the broken body. The benefit of the broken body. We receive it right now. Healing, peace of mind. Thank you, Father. And he said that the cup, he said it's a participation in the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So because of the blood and our participation in it, the Bible says that all our sins not only are forgiven, but he says that God has removed them. He doesn't even remember that you ever sinned. Whoa. So how does he do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand all the laws of electricity, but boy, I sure enjoy it. I don't, underst I don't understand how God, who is omnipotent, omniscient, who knows all things, the, He knows the, the, the beginning to the, to the future, the future to the beginning, and how, how can He? I don't know. But He said it. I believe it. And it's because of the blood. And as we drink this morning, listen, I want you to remember all the power and the benefit of that blood. Sins forgiven and forgotten. Your sins remitted, wiped out, done away. All the charges against you have been done away with. It's like the paper is <clears throat> it's just a blank now. Not only that, <clears throat> but God said, if any man, woman be in Christ, they are a brand new person. Living in a brand new world, the kingdom of God. He that's joined to the Lord by the blood is one spirit. Whoa. Wow, Jeffrey. The power of the blood. The power of the blood. We're going to receive it anew today as we drink by faith. Father, thank you for the precious blood of the Lamb. The Lamb without spot and without wrinkle. That that blood, Father, that even now is in the heavenly holy of holies, making intercession for us, declaring that we are made righteous, declaring that, that Father, there's no wrath, there's no more judgment that will come upon us. We are the children of God. Thank you, Father. We have peace with you. We're at rest because of the power of this blood. No weapon formed against us by the enemy, can prosper because of the power of this blood. We're in blood covenant with you. Hallelujah. You've got our back. you got us. We're yours. Thank you, Father. Let's drink together. Hallelujah. Just receive all the benefits, 
All the benefits. All the benefits. All the benefits of the blood. The power of sin is broken over your life. The hold of the enemy is broken over your life. The power of sickness and disease is broken over your life. The power of poverty and lack is broken over your life. Oh, I'm going to bless the Lord, oh my soul, forget not all His benefits. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, church. Hallelujah. Man, I was listening, just the other night, I was listening to Brother Andre Crouch again. Ooh, anybody know who Andre Crouch was? Some of you young folk might not. Boy, I'm telling you. Oh, I like a lot. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.